This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Don't even drop. We got teams that lose to unranked teams and they don't even drop in the polls. So I don't, you know, I, I kind of sometimes laugh at that. Uh, you know, you have other teams that lose and they drop two and three points. I try, or two, two or three spots. I, I just really, I guess after 35 years of coaching, I quit investing in, in trying to figure all that out. The Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you're making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Guys, we got a lot to get into. Overreaction Monday is just absolutely going nuts. Absolutely going nuts. People are freaking out about a spring game. The O-line looked bad. Yeah, they had some good moments, but they looked bad. No, they didn't. As a former offensive lineman, I'm going to tell you why LSU's offensive line did not look bad in the spring game. Don't overreact. There were some good moments, but don't overreact. Joe Burrow going 15 of 29 in the 2019 spring game should tell you why you shouldn't overreact. We'll get into more of the spring game, even though I know that we did the post-game show. Also, uh, uh, Rick Petrie, the uh, president of Monster Bass, one of our great sponsors, is going to be joining the show around at 720. We're going to talk a lot of sports with him, our fisherman. You you can get all of the, the questions you want to fire in to Rick. Where are some great places uh, that he likes to fish? We'll, we'll talk about that with him as well coming up and go around. I, I, obviously, it's a sports podcast. We're going to talk about sports. We might even get some LSU in there. You know we're going to get LSU in there. You absolutely know this. You absolutely know this. Uh, also, 
we said this Saturday, and I told you guys I was going to just tee off on on some stuff. So I'm I'm going to go ahead and do that, uh, and we'll we'll probably just start to show off that way. Hashtag bring Kim home, bring Moki home. Blake, we don't have the money. $2.27 million is so much for LSU. We can't do it for women's basketball, but we can pay Bo Pelini $4.6 million to sit on his lazy ass and not coach a damn defense. Jesus Christ. All right, we'll get into that. Don't let. I'm probably gonna get amped up. I'm tired. I'm tired of LSU can't afford shit. I'm tired of. It. We'll get into that before we get started. <laughs> you know we're we're live. Before we get started, let's get to a couple of these comments, and then we'll pay some bills around this thing. Uh, Shannon Williams says, and we are live. Good morning or good afternoon, Shannon. Uh, Danny says, let's go. What's up, Danny? Craig Schilling says, and we are live. Blaine says, let's go. Matt also says, let's go. Um, let's see. Mark says, what's up, Blake? Hashtag Miles Brennan. Yeah, we'll see. It's quarterback race. Some people are overreacting to that. Uh, and then we'll get this one to John. What's up my, to my Louisiana people? Can't wait to be in BR this fall. Blake, come to the tailgate and drink a beer with me. Okay, John, tell me where you guys tailgate. Well, it says Cajun Tiger tailgating. All right, we'll, we'll have to do that. We'll have to do that. But before I can actually do that, we got to pay some bills around this thing. And none better than our good friends over at GM Varno and Sons. GM Varno and Sons has faithfully been serving your Denim Springs and Baton Rouge area for over 62 years. With their highly trained technicians, there's absolutely nothing that they can't do. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, root deed maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. And tell them Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. And our good friend, Mr. Richie Roche over at Roche's Lawn and Landscape. 225-937-7220. That's 225-937-7220. If you want the best looking yard in your neighborhood, you better call Richie Roche at Roche's Lawn and Landscape. Again, that's 225-937-7220. And tell them your good friend, Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. Uh, Kenny says, Taft sure can come up with the money cash for Mulkey. Let me tell you what I'm absolutely just sick of it. Ab- just absolutely sick of. We got people out here. And look, by the way, breaking news. Um, I'm just going to do it here. Um, you guys know how I have been on this agenda-driven, you know, fight back people who have agenda in the media. Um, Glenn Gilbo had some very interesting comments um, this past weekend. So Glenn Gilbo is going to be stopping by the show Wednesday. So we're going to be talking to Glenn, and we're going to have a very spirited debate. Very, very, very spirited debate. Um, But I do got to call this out first before we get to the overreaction Monday from spring football. I just am absolutely sick. Absolutely sick of fans saying, you know what, Blake, we just can't afford to pay Cam Mulkey. Blake, LSU women's basketball does not make a profit. Hmm, interesting. Then why in the Rudy Poo hell is Baylor paying Ken Mulkey $2.27 million? Why? Well, let's let's go down the list of reasons, and I'll get to the comments in a minute. But a couple of reasons of why you should pay Ken Mulkey to come home. Number one, she's a God Dog winner. She's a God Dog winner. 
The worst thing that she does is get to the Elite Eight. There's a reason why women's basketball is so damn popular at Baylor. Because she works her ever-living ass off. That's why. You think that she's not going to raise money to go out here and make her damn salary? You're absolutely crazy. Will Wade, you want a, 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 a uh, weight room in, in, the, in your facilities so that you don't have to walk across the street? Kim Mulkey's going to bring that. She's going to go up to Scott Warwood and say, bring that shit here, boy. And then you guys are, everybody's just freaking out about, we can't pay Kim Mulkey. You're paying Bo Pelini to sit on his Rudy Pooh ass, $2.3 million again, not to coach. Well, Blake, they generate revenue. She's going to generate $2 million worth of revenue. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. She's doing it at Baylor because what happens is when you win, it's really interesting. It's really, really interesting what happens when you start winning. Fans start getting their happy asses in seats. Fans start getting up and getting ready to go and want to go watch women's basketball. Well, Blake, that didn't happen when Simone Augustus and people were here. TV deals. Things are different now. Things are different now. And by the way, LSU basketball wasn't historically going to Final Four, Final Four, Final Four, Final Four. Oh, I'm sorry. You messed up and went to a Elite Eight. Oh, I'm sorry you're one of the eight best teams in the country. I'm sorry that you're recruiting Louisiana and 60% of your starting roster is from the state of Louisiana. Winning, and look, winning cures all sins. I've told you this before. Winning covers a multitude of sins. Oh, and by the way, you have an extreme, from a national standpoint, which we will talk to Glenn Gilbo on Wednesday about, even though he covers LSU and he's not a national guy, you have a PR nightmare on your hands. Go pay a woman from Louisiana $2.5 million to bring that ass here and let her come here because she said she wanted it. In the grand scheme of things, that woman went on with Jordy Collada and said, bring that ass here, boy. But Blake, we can't pay. She better, and I know that there probably is. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Ding. They're gonna go, they're going to talk to her. They're probably gonna, if they haven't already right now, gonna bring her ass here. Anyway, you know what else I gotta uh I gotta get to? I want to talk Paul Maneri, but I lost it Saturday when they started losing. We'll get to it this week. But winning's gonna generate you revenue. The funny thing about this is, too, is remember when LSU football absolutely sucked? Remember that? You know, before Nick Saban got here and then before Les Miles, his tenure, even though he was Rudy Pooh, and now Ed Orgeron, you know what happens when you win? Money comes. Money always comes when you win. You think Baylor is going to pay a woman $2.27 million to lose? No. No. And you want to get that PR nightmare off your ass? Go hire her. Period. And it shouldn't even be about covering... I don't want to say covering up because that'd be a bad choice of words. But you want to start easing some tensions and start moving in the right direction? Go pay a woman from your state $2.3 million. Make her the one, Make her more... I don't want to know how to say this without really just saying it. Make her richer in a season more than Paul Maneri. Make her more richer than Will Wade. Because the truth is, the the God's honest truth is she wins more than those two dudes. Historically, she does. 
And just because it's a woman's sport, we want to freak out and say, oh, well, Blake, you can't do that. The shit I can't. Watch, if you hire, if you hire Kim Mulkey, you are going to gener- generate revenue. If you're generating revenue, for, with all due respect to LSU Gymnastics, with all due respect, if you think that you can generate money in LSU Gymnastics, you can generate money for LSU women's basketball. Period. Point blank. Period. End of discussion. People will go watch basketball, a sport that they understand, more than gymnastics. Guys, I don't understand gymnastics. Don't act like I do. A girl does a flippity-flippity-flop, and then she lands perfectly. I'm like, oh, shit, that's a 10. And she gets a 9.287. Like, what What did I miss? Anyway. All right, let's get to a couple comments. And Yes, it is overreaction Monday. We will have a guest on in about seven minutes. Uh, let's get to some comments, and then we'll get to uh, my thoughts on some of this overreaction because we have a complete overreaction to an LSU spring game. Of course we do. Of course we do. Everybody out there saying the O-line sucked. No, they didn't. Go rewatch that game. Oh, Max Johnson was under – I'm going to stop. Max Johnson was under uh, uh, Godley's amount of pressure. No, actually, he wasn't. You know what? Quite honestly, don't hold on to the football for four and a half, five seconds. Maybe you'll be able to get rid of the football. You can't hold on to the ball that long, dog. And you're overreacting to a spring game, man. What? What? Today, this is April. So let's just forget about April. So May, June, July, August. So you have four months to figure out what you can do with your O-line. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. A glorified practice. Um, Blaine says, don't let him off the hook. You're talking about Glenn Gilbo. No, we're not. I mean, look, I'm going to have a spirited debate with him. I mean, I'm not looking. I'm not going to trash any guest that comes on this show and spends time to come on this show, but we're going to have a spirited, spirited debate. It is what it is. He said some things, and so we're gonna, I'm going to question him. And we're going to get down to the bottom of it. You're going to want to tune in Wednesday. No, I'm not. Look, I think Glenn does some good things, but I think that there are some things too that he's got to answer for that I clearly don't agree with, and clearly we have to wait till due process. Uh, if you want to see what probably some of this is going to be about too, you can go over to our Twitter page. Don't forget to uh, follow. Uh, David says, "Preach it, Blake. I agree with you." Darren says, "Amen, Blake. These people who say that we can't afford Kim Mulkey come from the same circle that would set would still have uh, Tiger Stadium at seventy nine thousand capacity." anti-improvements and can't see the forest through the trees. It's ridiculous. I agree with that. I mean, look, and that's a good part, Darren. uh, Good point, Darren. Uh, Guys, you have to spend money to make money. You know, it's like the old saying goes, broke money or or scared money don't make no money. Guys, there's a, a, look, I have a light right here. I have monitors all around. I have a desktop right here. I have the microphone. I have the headphones. You got to make money. You got to spend money to make money. Guys, you know how honest I am. This shit came out of my pocket before the sponsors came. Because the truth is, is, bitch, wasn't nobody shooting with me in the gym, as Kobe would say? Wasn't nobody shooting with me in the gym? If you want to be, if you want to be relevant in the women's space, with God, the God's honest truth is with Louisiana girls going to Baylor. As Ben is really upset that Kim Mulkey's not here. That's my son, if you don't know. Let's see. Josh says winning equals money. Exactly, it does. Exactly, it does. 
Ronald says, Mulkey will definitely bring in some awesome recruits, especially some, some of those young ladies who were considering Baylor. I agree with that. I completely agree with that, as Ben is just losing his absolute mind up in there. Uh, Josh also sent him some stars on Facebook. Guys, I greatly appreciate it. I say it every time. Uh, we'll give you the shout-out. Every time you do that, guys, it helps us with the podcast and everything that we're doing, building our, our, our network and everything that we're doing. <laughs> Dude, he is he is just not having it. Paul says, hashtag Ask Blake, women's beach volleyball is where it's really at. Go Tigers. Okay. I mean, it is. Uh, David says, sponsors will flock to women's basketball if we are winning, which increases revenue. Another point, do you really think that people are not going to pay Kim Mulkey endorsements? Guys, I mean, I think I canceled it out. Yeah, I did. We opened up the show with a Kim Mulkey quote. She said, it literally is her coming out saying, hell no. Hell no. She is from Tickfall, Louisiana, literally 40 minutes away from Baton Rouge, from where she grew up. And look, sometimes you want to be closer to family. It's just the truth. All right, we're going to get to overreaction. I've got about three minutes. I'm going to get to Mr. Starkey. Uh, guys, also, Ryan's Barbershop is where I get my haircut. Mr. Starkey is a good barber over there. Lines of brother's beard up. You remember how straggly that thing got? My, my, my um, what do you call it? My uh, mustache had its own 401k plan. It was getting so old and gray. So, But he says, go get Mulkey when women's basketball was a powerhouse. In the past, a PMAC was always sold out. <laughs> and you think that that shit's not going to generate revenue. Um, look, three things, and then we'll continue to go back into it. Uh, as it, as we continue to go through, obviously, obviously we'll be talking about this, and while I'm not so stressed about this, we'll continue to talk about this team and the spring game because it's what we saw. Uh, number one, don't overreact to Miles Brennan or Max Johnson. Okay, yes, you can be you can tell that Max Johnson has some abilities um, that are better than Miles Brennan. The fact that he can move with his feet, they had no quarterback design runs for him. The fact that he was able to roll out of the pocket to generate throwing lanes, which a lot of people don't understand. Guys, just because a quarterback scrambles outside of the pocket does not mean the O-line's doing bad. You really better go rewatch that game. And really watch the first unit before you sit there and say that this O-line got dominated. Before you run out there with the absolutely horrendous take of they need to, oh, so-and-so need, oh, Austin Deculus needs to lose weight. Austin Deculus dominated Saturday. When Anthony Bradford came in with the ones, he had a pancake, a pancake, and then didn't give up a sack. What else do you want your guard to do? And my son, he's just howling, man. Ben's just howling. But what do you want this O-line to do? There's videos out there right now. Dare Rosenthal locking B.J. Ojolari down. When, when Max Johnson is sitting in the pocket, and I'll time this, I think it was on like the fifth series. I still have my notes here. It was like on the fourth or fifth series. It was the fifth. No, it was the fourth. Yeah, the fourth series when Max Johnson is sitting back in the pocket for seven and a half seconds. Seven and a half seconds. And yes, pressure's going to be generated. O-Lyman is not going to be able to hold the pocket for that long. It's not going to happen. Multiple times, Ty Davis-Price, who quite honestly is coming off an injury, broke off some stuff. Don't freak out about Damone Clark. 
But stop with this O-line. You did that shit in 19, and you're going to do it again this season. And then when you look up and you see, damn, this offensive line's actually pretty damn good because you know what? The truth is they ran nothing but vanilla offense. Guys, inside zone, inside zone, in routes, go routes. That's what they ran. That's what they ran. Legitimately 1% of their playbook. Uh, Vic says, hashtag ask Blake, let's, uh, let's be honest. Mulkey will get endorsements and money based off our, pres- our prestige as a coach. As she should. Quite simply, as she should. If you're not, uh, what was that guy's name who from The Advocate who said that it was a bribery that Ed Orgeron took from Raising Cane's? God bless Jesus. You think Raising Cane's ain't going to get on the phone with LSU? Beep, boop, 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 beep. Hey, Scott, it's Ty Graves over at Raising Cane's. Tell Kim Mulkey to bring that ass here, girl. I want to give her a million dollars to eat my bland ass chicken. (laughs) Mark also says, Mulkey is 58. How many years do you think LSU gets out of her? Shit, you get 10 years out of her, five, six, or seven to 10 years out of her and get you out of the... The, the stone age of women's basketball, I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. So, uh, Derek says, Tickfall is 1.2 north uh, miles, I'm assuming, of Hammond, if y'all don't know where that is. Yeah, I probably should have specified. I probably should have uh, 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 specified uh, where that is. I mean, the ticket cap, cop ticket capital of the world. If you've ever gone through Tickfall, you better go 17 miles below the speed limit because you will get a ticket. No question about that. <laughs> I've got more tickets in Tickfall, Louisiana, in one city or one little village, as they call it, than I have anywhere else in my entire life. Okay. Um, so, yeah, let's see. I saw, saw somebody send us some stars. I'm going to give him a shout-out. Uh, Richard on Facebook Live sent us some stars. Richard, we greatly appreciate that, my friend. Thank you very much. Uh, David says, ESPN or uh, FPI guy smoked some good weed. Okay. Before, okay. Um, Marvin says, she, Baylor means, uh, Baylor men's had boot boys. Yeah, they did. They both, they did, both, both of them did. Both of them had guys, people from Louisiana starting. I mean, come on, man. Uh, Adam says, I'm still trying to wrap my head around Miss State being ranked eighth in preseason. Uh, meanwhile, we're eight, while we're 18th, I get it's just a preseason poll. Yeah, Adam, I don't know that. And quite honestly, it's probably because they have a lot of people coming back, but so does LSU. I quite honestly don't get, I and mean, this is just me, I really don't care about preseason polls. Like, I really, really, really don't care about them. Really. <laughs> Guys, you remember 19, they had LSU at times ranked second behind, who was it, Ohio State? I mean, come on, man. Did your eyes not tell you what that team did in the SEC? And look, Saturday's not going to give anybody any any uh, uh, help on that. There are some takeaways, I think, that you can look at after rewatching the game twice after Saturday. One, I, I'm not as worried as some about getting another – Another big weapon on offense. I think Jare Jenkins could step up. I think that Trey Trey Palmer wasn't there uh, that to give you some to give you some better looks or some good looks. Um, so 
I, I'm not going to freak out. And again, guys, when you have a defense, and, and something that people don't always remember and or think about is the simple nature, the simple nature that LSU or LSU's defense has been playing against this offense all spring. They've seen this time and time and time again, and we're acting like, oh, man, this defense is just so good. Well, no, they've seen them for a whole month and a half, two months. They know what they're running. So, yeah, they're going to be a little good at knowing and understanding what they're seeing. We're supposed to have a guest, Rick, but it looks like he's running a little late. Uh, I guess I'll just have to ask. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, it looks like he's running late. But it, it doesn't matter if he – I mean, look, <laughs> we'll just continue to go. Uh, Ryan Thibodeau says, go two miles below uh, the speed limit in tick fall. You more than two. More than two. I mean, you better just go – you know, if it's 45, you better go 30 or, or, or 25. Just go 20 below because somehow, some way, you're going to get a ticket. <laughs> I mean, man. Tony Williams says, what's up? What's going on, Tony? Uh, Joshua said, went to spring game. Jared Small was banging heads. Y'all thought he had a good a good game. I thought he had a good game. It, and, you know, I think that you know, there's always guys in the spring um, that we look at and we we see and we, you know, we just say that, hey, where did, you know, that guy had a great spring game. Where did he go? I think that he could be that guy. I mean, look, you have Micah Baskerville, who I think is going to be back. Um, you have uh, Mike Jones, who Mike Jones, that we haven't seen yet, who's going to have a, 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 good, a, a whole fall camp. The acclimated Bug Strong didn't play. So, guys, there's a lot of linebacker options to be in there. I think Antoine Sampa did really good with the interception. I thought he did some good stuff, too. And so, I think that they're deep. I'm not saying Jared Small's not going to play. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not going to say that he's not going to start. Not going to say that either. But I think that there's a lot of talented guys in there. So, if you don't see a Jared Small, it might be because you got beat out by Bug Strong, who wasn't there, and a, a or, and or Mike Jones. So... I was really hoping. Uh, I was really hoping to um, see Bug Strong. I get why he did wasn't able to go, um, but still. Uh, Richard says uh, yes. Uh, Richard says remember to hit the like and share. Yes, do hit the like and share right now because we're about to bring on our next guest. A couple more questions and we'll get to him. Uh, Dorian says, what are, you, uh, what are we hearing, Blake? Is Mulkey a legitimate possibility? Uh, I would love to see her in BR, but I have heard nothing about Woodward pursuing her. He going to call her. She's your, number one, she's your number one phone call. Doesn't matter if she comes or not. So you got to go after it. All right, one more, and then we're going to get to our good friend, our, good, our, our next guest, uh, Rick from Monster Bass. Uh, Tasha said, excited about this upcoming season and all the new coaches. Uh, the footballers didn't look confused. No, they didn't. And I thought that it was really surprising to see that the back, the secondary looked so good. I mean, they legitimately looked good. And they weren't confused and they communicated well. So we'll see that. We'll get to some more football talk in just a second, guys. But we got to get over to our next guest. And it's going to be Rick from Monster Bass. Um, let's do this. Let's take a quick break. And then we'll get Rick in here. 
Guys, you got to go see my good friends over at your home team. Team.kw.com. That's team.kw.com. Your number one real estate team in the North Shore. Go meet with one of their great real estate agents today. Tell them your good friend, Mr. Blake Rafino, sent you by. And, and, if you tell them that I sent you by, I know that they're going to try their damn best to get you in the home and your favorite home or the home that you've always been dreaming for. Go to team.kw.com. That's team.kw.com. Again, always remember to tell them Blake Rafino over at AYS sent you on by. And our next guest, who's actually the president of Monster Bass, Guys, I got my box today. I got to tell you this. I got some swag. I got some I, I got some good tackle in here. I'm ready to hit the water. But guys, you got to go over to monsterbass.com with the premium subscription fishing company that handpicks the best baits based off where you live and fish. You guys know we all live in Louisiana. There's no more guessing which baits are going to work. Just leave it up to the pros over at Monster Bass. Basically, it's like living with your own personal fishing guide, and I'm so ready to hit the water. Again, they're quickly becoming the number one fishing brand in, for anglers everywhere with the best baits. Go over to MonsterBass.com. Put in the promo code AYS10 to get $10 off your first box. Again, MonsterBass.com. That's MonsterBass.com. All right, we got to get to our next guest, Mr. Rick. Rick, what's happening tonight, my man? I, look, we're telling all the people about Monster Bass, and they're excited. I got my tackle right here. Yeah, I love it, bro. Good, good. How you doing? We're doing good, man. We're just talking some LSU, talking some Louisiana. We're, we're ready to get on the water. And, and Rick, I got to start off here. Where's the your most favorite place in the world? Not just in the U.S., but where's your favorite place in the world to fish? I mean, I've had some really epic adventures, and and and, and a lot of it also doesn't really revolve around bass fishing. Um, I, I I you know I God, there's so many. I was down I was down in Cabo, and I caught a a, a 91 pound rooster fish on lightweight tackle. Thing spooled me like three times. There I'm on a skip. I'm the only one speaking English, and the thing <laughs> spools me like three times. And the guy just keeps like waving at me and pointing, and I didn't know you know. Oh my god and that that was amazing uh i fished on a show down in uh in florida and i caught a uh, like a 550 pound goliath grouper oh damn and, and i got the idea of oh this would make for great tv so i jumped in the water with the fish and there <laughs> i am sitting there I, i'm getting my picture taken and they're looking at me like i'm the biggest idiot on the planet i get out of the water no joke 10 minutes later the boat hasn't moved i pull up a 15 foot tiger shark Oh, and I look at the guys. I'm like, you guys didn't tell me that there were sharks in the water. And the guy looks at me. He goes, he goes, it's the ocean. What are you, an idiot? And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, good call, right? That's like uh, when Shaq went on Shark Week, and he's like, wait, there's actually going to be sharks here? And they're like, it's Shark Week, Shaq. You know, like right, so right, right. right. That, that's pretty funny. Uh, Rick, we got a couple questions already out the gate from a couple of people. Uh, Blaine says, with the water high right now in Louisiana, tips for fishing when water levels are really high right now? Oh, man. So I'll be honest. I have not I have not done a lot of fishing in in, uh, in Louisiana. Um, but, like, when, when with, depending on, like, the temperature of the water, like, I, I, I'm more about the temperature and I'm more about the, the, the clarity of the water, right? And for me, those are the two things. Like, where I am right now, it's uh, – I got water temperatures of 58 degrees. I'm throwing a bunch of glide baits. Um, and, and again, the water clarity, it, it for me, is, is really clear. Now, I'm going to assume that down in Louisiana, the water the water clarity isn't as clear. No, not at all. Um, <laughs> Very brackish. Very brackish. Yeah. 
Yeah, and see, I don't do a lot of brackish water fishing. I'm either salt <laughs> or I'm fish or I'm fishing fresh water. But uh, when the water gets dark, I like to throw on a I like to throw on a um, a spinner bait, solid trailer. I mean, this time here, I'm also throwing a ton of chatter baits, a lot of red. Uh, Nothing but spinner baits right here, Rick. That's all what this is. So I'm really pumped up. I'm going on the water. I got my I got yeah. my package right here. So just let the people know that's what we have right here. Nice, nice. Uh, we do have another question from Craig Schilling. He says, hashtag Ask Rick, can college fishing as a sport, quote unquote, catch on? I think it's really interesting. You know, Rick, I, I watch these guys catch a lot of bass. They do it on ESPN. It, it's very fun and interesting. Do you think that that's something that could really catch on from like, we see sports get like these TV deals. Is, yeah. is that something that could happen? I know that a lot of colleges down in the South do a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, I'll be honest. I, I found it really interesting when uh, one of my good friends, he, he got a, uh, a full ride uh, to SCAD, Savannah College of Art and Design for fishing. And at first I was like, wait a minute, you got a full ride. And he's like, yeah, and, and it's for fishing. And now it turns out that, you know, you've got schools like Auburn. I mean, Auburn, there was a big controversy around their uh, their fishing team, and they were going to get mm -hmm. banned for a little bit uh, because they did some stuff during COVID. But, yeah, there are more and more universities that have legitimate fishing teams where they're giving full, full, full athletic scholarships, <laughs> I mean, for fishing. And I know it sounds kind of absurd, but – it's uh it's such a big it's such a big thing right you think about it more americans fish than play golf and tennis combined it's the third most participatory sport in the country and we added 10 million new people to the sport last year alone so it's That's just growing like crazy well and i yeah. saw that stat i saw somebody put that stat out that you just mentioned i think it was like two weeks ago and it kind of no puns attended blew me out of the water right i was like damn i didn't realize that it had it was yeah. that much of uh that much bass rick a rich on uh youtube says hashtag ask rick i heard you were a very uh very big wwe fan and so listen i say rudy poo candy ass on the show more than any human being alive it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of my uh silent obsession a little bit like you so uh rich wants to know stone cold versus goldberg who you got yeah stone cold all day long listen <laughs> goldberg might be big goldberg might be bigger but listen there's no question. Stone Cold is a lot smarter in the ring, and it, he's he's going to take the right moment. He's going to hit him with a stunner, and it's going to be lights out. Well, I got to ask you this: the biggest, yeah. the biggest, I think in my era when I was growing up, it was The Rock and Stone Cold, and and I fell sure. in love with The Rock because he, you know, look, we have a podcast, oh. so I'm chirping all the time, and he's chirping. He's got Louisiana yeah. ties with Ed Orgeron, so you know I'm going to love The Rock. But that era, but that era, and in all seriousness, just transcended a lot of different things. What I, I guess from my generation to now, this one, do you think it's kind of lost that a little bit with just the gift of gab from either Stone Cold and The Rock that they're kind of missing with that? Yeah, you know, I I think what that generation had was this was the beginning of of cable television, right? Prior to that, you had a lot of older wrestlers. You had you know Ric Flair, and and you had guys that were regionally based. And it wasn't until it wasn't until um, Vince McMahon bought the WWF from his father, and then decided that he was going to take over the entire country, right? Cable was brand new, so this was the first time most people got to see these people. So you had these polarizing like figures that no one had ever seen before. You had Stone Cold, you had The Rock, you had guys like that. And so it, it was 
it was so new and so engaging and so powerful that you couldn't help but watch it. Like Monday Night Raw was ridiculous, wow. and 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 now now it's become it's so available and now it's, you know, I got Monday nights, I got Thursday nights, I got Saturday nights. They yeah, you know, right. used to have the, the main event and Monday night raw used to be special. And, and now it's, you know, and I get it right. WWE is publicly traded. They got to make a ton of money. And it's now it's, 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 I do think that we've lost some of those amazing characters like stone cold and the rock for sure. Are you like me and sit up in god awful long amounts of time at night and watch YouTube and watch when like The Rock sits there and he talks to Billy Gunn? He goes, "Oh dear God, please yeah. let me be more like The Rock." I, Rick, I gotta be, I gotta be honest. I I will watch those videos for hours, and my wife will walk in like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "It doesn't matter what I'm doing," you know, like right. stuff like that. So, uh, you are you like me? Do you do that on yeah. YouTube and watch all yeah. that stuff? There, there's an there's an eight part series that just started on on A and E, and it's covering the most the eight most polarizing uh, uh, characters in WWF, and they're each episode's two hours. And so last night I sat there and I started watching it, and she must have been talking to me. I couldn't hear a thing because I was so <laughs> focused on Stone Cold, and and I'm sitting there and she's like, "Are you gonna watch this all night?" And I'm like, "You bet your candy ass I'm gonna watch right, it all night right. long, right? Like, come on." Absolutely. The worst is when I start, like, I'll hit Facebook and I'll start scrolling and I watch one video. The moment I hit one video, I know. I'm going to get caught up in the 25 greatest Stone Cold Stunners, 10 years of The Rock, the you know, The Undertaker. I can get caught up watching that stuff and spend hours, <laughs> hours on that. I do too. We have a couple of questions in here. Uh, Mark says, ask, hashtag ask Rick, uh, what bait would you use fishing in the Gulf of, uh, on the Gulf? in the Gulf, off the beach at night? I have absolutely no idea because I've <laughs> never fished off the Gulf at night. I probably, I don't know. Wouldn't I throw some sort of live bait? I would think. Right. I mean, that's that's normally what you would probably do. That's what I normally do is because, yeah. you know, it's really hard. They can smell, but they probably can't see as good either. So definitely uh, uh, something. We're going to have to get you down mm -hmm. here uh, and, and do yeah. some of that. Let's see. Uh, oh, Blaine Smith says jet flying, limousine riding, Ryan, limousine riding, kiss Rolex stealing. Wearing. Come uh, on, man! That just always. That, that guy. That guy was amazing. Did you ever see the thirty for thirty on Ric Flair? I did. One it was the, crazy, oh, man. It was crazy. Think about what that guy did. Unbelievable. He'd roll into that whatever the Holiday Inn in some little town he was staying at, and he'd buy all the drinks for everybody in the bar because he wanted it to be a party. That guy is such got the gift for gab. It's amazing. I and love the, him. And, and the simple fact you got NFL players doing it in the locker room to get pumped up. You know, jet flying, kiss stealing, wheeling dealing, son of a gun, give me two claps and a Ric Flair. You have dudes making millions. 30 years ago right. when he said that in a locker room and they want him to come do, I remember what was it, the Colts uh, got Flair to come do a pregame speech and they oh beat somebody's God. candy ass by like 30 points. It was ridiculous. I mean, just the transcendent uh, uh, of that era was, I thought, totally. was junkyard dog totally. says Ryan. Um, let's see. We have one here. Uh, Devin says, hashtag Azrek, NWO or DX? I'm going to oh. go DX. I'm I'm more of a DX fan than than a Hogan fan. I know I'm in the minority there. Yeah, I'll be honest. I I would have to go DX as well. Like 
Like, NDO, I mean, NWO was really good. They really were, but there was something special about Shawn Michaels and Triple H. Those guys were, they, they were just in your face and they didn't care. I mean, I got in so much trouble walking up in, in middle school telling people to suck it, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> that I had to be careful. You know, I'm getting trouble in school. Parents are telling me not uh, uh, to chill out. Look, Rick, there is one question. I know you guys are out on the, uh, on the West Coast. Yeah. And, and we and we're here in the deep south. Football in college, and we're mainly a college football podcast. Yeah. has really started started to to shift a little bit. It, it's more south dominated, but the West Coast has a lot of great athletes, a lot of great culture. Why do you think that it's changed so much on the West Coast than maybe than the SEC? Because look, it's not about money because the West Coast has money. USC has money. Why do you think that that is? You you have the best recruiter. Look at your <laughs> look at your class. Ed Ed O brought in uh, recruits from eleven different states. We were the biggest idiots on the planet to let him go. I don't know who the powers to be were that made that decision, but like I think that USC would have an entirely different program today if we had kept Ed Ed as our coach. He is a master recruiter, and we have we have we we've shown that we've stumbled. And because we've stumbled, people have made choices to go to other places because we look like we don't have a solid, consistent program right now, right? Even or even even look look at schools like Oregon. After I can't remember what his name was when that coach left. Oregon's never been the same. They stumbled. We should have kept Edo, and we would have, we would have still been on the national stage. Instead, we decided to let him go. And look what your program's done. Let me ask Amazing. you: Is there a consensus? And I know that it might, it's probably not going to happen because he's at LSU where he grew up. And But is there kind of a thought process from people around USC that if they fire Clay Helton that they might want to call Ed Orgeron to come back to USC? Is there, is there any talk or chirps about that? They talk about it all the time. <laughs> Don't tell me that. We can't get in a bidding they war. Do. We can't get in they a bidding do. war right now. Jeez. No, you, you, could, you couldn't get into a bidding war. Um, I, I think it's been pretty clear. I, ha- I have I have some friends that are that are in the higher ups in the uh, administration in uh, at USC, and they talk about it all the time. They're like, there's such there's there's a group within USC that has said we should be we should be doing whatever it takes to bring him back because it's not that he's just a good coach. He's like the best recruiter on the planet. I mean, the guy is so good. That makes me kind of uh, you know. Doesn't make me easy. I don't know. I don't think he'd go anywhere. But just in the simple fact, I don't fact, think he's going anywhere. Just the simple fact that the people want him is, is yeah. kind of crazy in and of itself. Uh, one last thing on Coach O and the culture there uh, that he was building at USC. I know that people always say that he was the guy that was kind of getting it back there. Was there just a huge devastation at, at USC when they didn't bring when they didn't keep him? Did fans? Kind of, I don't want to say riot, but were they really upset when they didn't when they didn't hire him? Yeah, uh, I mean, when they didn't hire him, it seemed. I mean, it, because it seemed like such an obvious choice. It seemed like the no brainer decision, and I don't know what they were doing because to this day, every decision that they've made since has been the wrong one, and the right one was to keep them, and everybody mm. knew it. And whether it was that they didn't, you know. They, couldn't stand his voice. Didn't think that the guy was 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 talented enough to be the head coach. I mean, it, it boggles my mind, and probably just about every USC fan in the city. 
on it's just so crazy to me because you know like that was where he wanted to be that's where he wanted to you know where he wanted to build yeah. his legacy and, and and they just didn't rick a couple more questions i greatly appreciate your time i'm gonna let yeah. you tell everybody where they can go uh to monster bass i know we read the sponsorship but just again we're gonna let him do it uh the nfl sean mcveigh's like the the poster child for the west coast he's got the great hair he's a good looking guy uh but he, he's kind of started to lose a little bit and people are kind of getting uneasy yeah. with him uh What's it like for him out there? Is is the kind of the honeymoon a little over for Sean McVay, or, is, or are people still okay with him? Uh, I think we're really okay with Sean McVay. I think at the end of the day, when you look at what we paid for Jared Goff, I know. <laughs> I mean, listen. I, I remember when he played in his rookie season. I know I'm going to make a comparison to a quarterback that didn't do very well, but like if you, I, I watched the game against when when he was a rookie jared goff and carson wentz and there was no comparison carson wentz was heads and tails above jared goff i think the key to jared goff was mcveigh right the nfl changed rules around mcveigh because because goff would would go up to the line of scrimmage and mcveigh would survey the survey the defense and he would call the audible in goff's ear And, and, and so like goff has never been that great like i love matt stafford i mean he's old I would have never paid the king's ransom that they paid for this guy. Uh, I mean, I, I would have paid that for you know Deshaun or, or someone else, but I would have never paid that much for Goff. I think that last year they did a really good job with the team that they had. I mean, they started getting rid of Brent. Brent they got rid of Brandon Cooks. They got rid of uh, what's his name um, from Georgia. Uh, uh, Carly, yeah, and, and they started getting rid of some of the players that you thought were really important, but they kept you know, and they gave away king's ransom for Jalen Ramsey. I, I mean. I don't know that they've done the best job managing the team, but I think he's done a pretty good job with what he's got. I think that his defense, you know, once he got rid of Wade Phillips, mm-hmm. uh, I think the defense is starting to come together. So I think next season should be a, a pretty good season for them, and, and it'll be interesting to see what they do with Stafford. Kind of crazy about that whole Aaron Donald thing too. You know, like they said he punched yeah. some guy, and then he really didn't, and then you're like – Everybody was sticking up for him for punching the guy because he's just a mammoth of a man. It, this crazy right. story all around. Uh, I'm going to give you one last question. This is not sports related or anything like that. You you're a fantastic entrepreneur, and we have a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of people building. You know, we're building our podcast. It started in a, in a, literally in just a two or three by three cubicle. Now we got production. Nice. We have you know, and so we're building. What's something that you've taken along your way as an entrepreneur to help build your business and everything that you do that one thing that you're just your core foundation as being in such a great entrepreneur? Um, I think I've really had to, 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 to make sure I surround myself with people whose opinions I trust and to not think that I'm the smartest person in the room. Mm. Right. Because the moment that I think I'm the smartest person in the room is the moment that we're all going to go down with the ship because right. sometimes you know, I, I think I have really good ideas, but if I don't have someone to bounce it off, you, you know, I'm, I'm liable <laughs> to take the whole place down. I'm liable to burn it to the ground. And so, you know, you know, in our first year, we did pretty well. But I know that if we're going to scale this business and grow it to what we, we know it's going to be, I got to surround myself with talent. And so I can't uh, – I've got to learn to delegate and trust the people around me. Because mm-hmm. if I don't delegate and trust, I, you know, I'm going to choke hold the growth and we're, we're never going to get there. 
Such a great answer, you know, because we can do this podcast, and I, I might be the face of it, but, you know, we have production, we have editing crews, we have all this different stuff that goes on behind the scenes, and I might run something by multiple people before I run it, and they're like, Blake, that's absolutely trash. And I'm like, yeah. I'm trying to stone call them, like, what? What? You know, but then I got to sit back and think, and I think that's just a great answer of how to just run and build a business, and, and, and I agree with that. What I'm going to kind of tail off on that last one. What are you guys doing at Monster Bass right now that you are so excited about that you want everybody to get fired about, fired up about and to be looking out for? Yeah, so, you know, it, it's no secret that the monthly box that we send every month introduces people to the newest and the newest and the best baits based upon where they live and fish. But starting May 1, we're also starting the Big Bass Championships. And what that is is that's a year-long tournament where – it's your best fish, your best fish for the entire year. So if you're a Monster Bass subscriber, it's free. But if you go fishing on a regular basis, it's 10 bucks. 10 bucks gives you a shot at winning up to $10,000 worth of prizes. And literally, whether you catch the fish today, tomorrow, next month, or December 31st, it only takes one fish to win. And uh, we think what we're going to end up with is the biggest online fishing tournament in the country when it's all said and done. And, and again, it's one fish. Why not? I'm going to be a little honest with you. I'm kind of geeked out about it. I heard about it. I'm so, I'm really geeked out. I'm really I'm ready to go. We've got plans to go this weekend. I told the wife I'm going to kiss the wife and babies, and we're, and we're on our mm-hmm. way. So AYS is joining the tournament. We're going to – look, we might even send a brim that's this big, but we might – you know, we're going to send everything that we can uh, to do that. Rick, tell everybody where they can find all y'all stuff and everything that y'all are doing. Yeah, if you're interested in learning more about Monster Bass, you can just check us out at monsterbass.com. Um, as you know, he's got a promo code. You should use his promo code. Um, but you can sign up. You can sign up for one month, three months, six months, 12 months. And every month, we're going to hook you up with uh, the best baits based upon the places you love to fish. So check it out at monsterbass.com. Man, I really appreciate it. This has been fantastic. And we're going to bring you on again soon and, and, and talk about this. And we'll definitely be pushing the tournament because I know that a lot of a lot of these Louisiana and Kunas are competitive, and they're definitely going to yep. be doing it, my friend. Thank you so much. Right on. Definitely. Thanks for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you. No problem. Y'all have a good night. That's Mr. Rick from Monster Bass. Go to Monster Dude, we're going to do it. We're definitely going to do the tournament. Like, everybody start sending me pictures and sending Monster Bass the pictures to uh, to do in the tournament. All right, we're going to do take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk some more LSU stuff. Uh, but, guys, you got to get over to my good friend, Mr. John Patton, over at Area Home Lending. Guys, if you're thinking about buying a new home, saving money on the mortgage that you have now, or even doing that cash-out refi, the timing has never been better. Get in touch with John Patton from Area Home Lending today, and if you mention the show, he will send his team out for a free appraisal. 225-663-2500. That's 225-663-2500. And tell him Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. And our good friends over at the Drake Law Firm, personal injury, criminal defense, real estate, and successions, there's absolutely nothing that they can't do. Get over to the law firm today for any and all of your attorney needs. Again, that's personal injury, criminal defense, real estate, and successions, and go see them down in downtown uh, Ponchatoula. It was a really good segment. A really good segment with uh, with Rick there over at Monster Bass. Uh, let's see. Ryan says live shrimp or, or croakers. Yeah, Ryan says, sorry, so late, dude. It's better late than never, brother. It's better late than never. I, I want to say this before we get off uh, of, of the show, because, and I might make this a little a, a little part of this segment. <coughs> sorry, guys. Had to mute myself because I was about to cough. 
Um, there has been, and again, I, I know I mentioned this earlier, but there's been a, a general thought process about the overreaction uh, from the spring game. And I just want to sit here and say that, look, I did this all last year. Like, overreacted to, to the talent that was on this team. I overreacted to, to departures from other teams and got really purple and gold generated. Uh, I, I don't want to do it. I want to see what I saw on the field. I want to see the depth. I want to see the talent. And I want to make sure that we're not overreacting. You know, I heard people today say overreacting and saying that this O-line sucks. No, they don't, man. Like, no, they don't. And, and, and I'm kind of getting a little upset and tired about everybody putting all the pressure on the O-line. Yeah, I know that they can take it, and I know that they can do things. But I saw some comments uh earlier that people said that they were there and, and that they thought that the O-line did good. And I personally did. I personally thought that uh, thought they did well too. So just before we get out of here, I want to make sure uh, that we're not overreacting to everything. Jordan Simpson, what's up, Jordan? He says, was the spring game on TV here in Shreveport? We had the Alabama spring game. No, we had, uh, Jordan, you had to go to ESPN Plus to watch it. I think that there you can go to ESPN Plus and go the on-demand route. And he also sent us some stars. Uh, Jordan, I greatly appreciate you doing that, my friend. Really, really appreciate that. All right, guys, you know what? We're about an hour in. We're going to call it a night. Don't forget, Glenn Gilbo is going to be stopping by Wednesday. And then we'll be going around the SEC tomorrow. We'll be talking some uh, – we're going to go to Arkansas. We're going to go up to Fayetteville and talk some Arkansas and how their spring's going. But until then, guys, we greatly appreciate you all joining the show, and we'll see you again soon. Y'all have a good night. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.